Good morning, people of God. Oh, what an absolutely beautiful morning the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. So glad you are joining us this morning. And those of you on our online stream, thank you for worshiping with us today. We will be celebrating Holy Communion this morning. So, uh, of course, hopefully you all received a communion kit on your way in. If you're at home, please grab some bread and wine or grape juice following our time of confession this morning. We will uh, prepare our hearts and minds to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. A couple quick announcements. So today is known as Trinity Sunday. It always follows Pentecost, that day the Holy Spirit is loosed upon the earth. Uh, A day where Christians or Christian pastors will try their best to explain how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three separate people or essences, are actually all one God. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's a mystery, and we're not supposed to understand it. <laughs> so we're not going to, re- you know, hurt our brains trying to figure that out today, but just know that, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the, the, the strangeness, but also the, the beautiful thing about how we experience God. God just doesn't come to us in one way. God comes to us in multiple ways, and thank goodness for that. But we celebrate that today with Trinity Sunday. Uh, wanted to share, we would love to be opening our nursery back up for our little children and babies, but before we can do that, we need a few more adults over 18 to, uh, you know, to hire. So, and it is a paid position, we're willing to do that, uh, but just so you all know, if you've got children or, or, or you know, daughters, sons, whatever, or, or you, whoever, as long as they're over 18... We're looking for some uh, adults to be with our children, starting at the 11 o'clock service, hopefully growing that to both services. Um, Wanted to share that uh, (laughs) my heart is kind of torn a little bit this morning, so uh, um, my wife is taking our four boys down to the Pride Parade, which is happening today at noon in Detroit. And uh, the, the scary part about it is, you know, if, if you read your news this morning, there was a, a pride parade in Oregon that uh, there were 31 white nationalists that were going to riot for their parade. So uh, it's just my heart is, is with my daughter and children this morning that everyone will be safe, you know, to really lift up all those people that are, you know, marching for, you know, inclusion and wanting to be a part of, of society. So... Uh, My thoughts and prayers will be with them. I pray that you will uh, lift them up as well today, just for a safe event, if nothing else. Let us pray. God of heaven and earth, before the foundation of the universe and the beginning of time, you are the triune God, author of creation, eternal word of salvation, life-giving spirit of wisdom. Guide us to the truth by your Spirit, that we may proclaim all that Christ has revealed and rejoice in the glory he shares with us. Glory and praise to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Hmm. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace. From God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
So we're going to try something new in our sermon time today, but before we get to that, I'd like to share with you our Bible reading. Uh, It's a reading from the book of Romans, which we don't get to very often, but it, uh, gosh, I read it and I I couldn't avoid it. It just uh, spoke to my heart, and I pray that it meets you with your heart as well. So uh, Paul writes to us from the fifth chapter, starting in the first verse, I invite you to follow along on the screen. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What an amazing piece of scripture. And as I read and reread these verses, one word in particular kept popping back up to me, and that's the word hope. So we're going to talk about hope a little bit. In fact, I'd like you to uh, either turn to your neighbor or turn to someone at home with you or type in the chat and share. When you think of the word hope, what image comes to your mind? Just talk amongst yourselves for a moment. When you think of hope, what comes to your mind? What image? What's the thought? Somebody share with me. Jesus. That's that's a churchy answer, right? (laughs) It's always the answer when a pastor asks. A sunrise. What else is that picture of hope for you? Peace. Rainbow. Rainbow. There's a lot of images maybe that come to mind when we think of that word hope. And it's different for all of us. Well, I wanted to share with you another image that somebody once painted about hope. I want you to, uh, if you could show that up on the screen, please, for everyone to see. So this is an image. Not that one. (laughs) Yes, that's our hope, that you donate to the church today. (laughs) Uh, This is a painting from the late 1800s by George F. Uh, uh, Watt, or, uh, yeah, George Frederick Watts. It's a name, uh, the name of the painting is called Hope, which we will get to in a bit. And if you want a closer image, you can pull out your smartphones and just type in George F. Watts Hope, and you'll get it, and you can zoom into all the intricacies in this picture. And you know it's a little harder for you to see out there, but just what are some things that you initially see about this painting? Okay, you notice the blindfold, right? What's that? Despair, Despair, right? Okay, so it's a musician who's holding a, a lyre or a harp, and maybe you can't see the detail from there, but all but one of the strings are broken. There's only one string left, okay? Her head is kind of bowed over, maybe in defeat. Like I said, there's the blindfold there. You can't really see it from there, but the the bottom of the soles of her feet are dirty. 
Her clothes are torn. There is a chain from the back of her head going to that lyre, to that hope, or to the, to the harp. So there's a chain involved there. And what is she sitting upon? A sphere of some sort, a globe, right? Some sort of uncertain. It almost looks like it could teeter at any given moment. There's a lot going on in this picture. And maybe by now you're thinking, how on earth is this picture named hope? It looks more like despair or misery or, or tragedy, not hope. Well, to me, this painting is what I picture when I think of the reading that I just read to you from the book of Romans, chapter 5. It seems like, like we live in a world and in a society that is so quick to point out the negative. Amen? To point out what's missing, to point out what's wrong or who's wrong. We've been trained to see the bad. Seeing this image of a woman holding on to that string instrument makes me wonder what she's encountered in her life. What were her experiences, her, her joys, but her pains, her disappointments, her struggles? Has she experienced a life of a series of failures? even clutching on to something that's broken. She's dirty, she's disheveled, she's blind, she's chained. Those seem to be the first things that we see, that this is a person who has literally lost just about everything. And if this is what we see, then yes, this painting should have been called something else, like despair, or lost, or suffering. But it's not. It's called hope. Why on earth would this be called hope? All the strings to play that beautiful instrument were no longer in place, all but one. What's remaining is one lonely string, a single strand that could be played, one string to signify that all is not lost, that there is still If all we see is loss and suffering, we completely miss that there is that one string and it still holds. We completely miss that there is still music to be played. Yes, it will sound different, but it still has the potential of something beautiful. And this is where I hear Paul's words meet this painting. So right after Paul first talks about hope, right, uh, he goes into this kind of chain reaction of life beginning with what might sound like a pretty bizarre statement, that we can boast in our sufferings. What? Boast in, about our worst times, our, our terrible moments, our failures, our faults, our pain, our loss? Boast about them? Has he lost his mind? I mean, by show of hands out there, how many of you go around bragging about all the miserable things that you've experienced in your life? Of course not. Paul must be crazy to think that we would boast about our sufferings. But he doesn't leave us there. He continues on. 
He says suffering produces endurance. Well, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, when you've waded through enough garbage in your life, you start to understand that, that the sun, right, the sun still rises, that there will be a sunrise. That somehow you've been able to put one foot in front of another and you continue to do so. And maybe you start to realize, well, if, if I can survive what I just went through, I guess I could survive more. So yeah, I suppose endurance can come out of suffering. And after endurance, that endurance produces character, Paul says. Yeah, getting stronger builds us up, right? Gives us motivation, makes us scrappy, thankful to have what we have. And given enough time, that character starts to see and dream something new. And that something new is called hope. That even in the midst of our worst moments, our, our faults, our failures, even our sufferings, Paul says, we can dare to believe in a thing called hope. Hope that life will get better. Hope that things will work out. Hope that we will find other relationships, not to replace, but to add on to those that we've met in our life journey. Hope that God will make good on God's promises. Hope that new life is always around the corner. Hope that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And as Paul says, as we get a taste of this hope, it does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts. And that's where these words of Paul's get real. As Paul shared with his audience in Rome all those years ago, I now share with you this morning, no matter what you have encountered or will encounter in your life, no matter the challenges, the setbacks, the struggles, the pains, the sufferings, there is always hope to come. Because your God knows you and loves you madly. Back to our painting. The woman is more than just a person blindfolded and sitting upon an uncertain sphere. The woman is more than what her feet or her dress might suggest. She is a musician, one who has been able to make music and can make music even with just one string. Yes, something, maybe many some things have happened. She's no longer, or she's no stranger to suffering, but notice that she still holds that instrument, and it's not in defeat. She's still ready and willing to play. To me, it looks like she's putting her ear even closer to that string to hear that music. She's pushing on, refusing to stop. What I see is a woman who God has called to do something different and more unique now. 
And maybe that's what Paul is telling us today, that yes, life happens. Yes, it can be absolutely wonderful. And yes, it can be absolutely miserable. But as we continue to wrestle with our pains and our losses, we gain endurance. And that endurance builds character. And in the midst of that, you will find hope. Just waiting for you to see it. I don't know what you have been going through lately. I don't know of the sufferings, the the trials, the tribulations that you've encountered. But I encourage you to keep on pushing through. To not allow the things that once were to hold you back to stop comparing your life and your, and your situation to, to everyone else or to that person that you've made up in your head. I don't know about you, but I suffer from that every day, thinking I'm supposed to be a certain type of pastor, father, uh, husband, uh, a son, you name it. And when we compare ourselves to something that's not real, we lose every time. And if that's what we're being trained to see, it's really easy and slippery to fall down that slope. This woman could have stopped and put her instrument down saying, I have but one string, what else can I do? She could give up. I know I've been there, maybe maybe you've been there as well, or you know someone who is or has. But what I see in this painting is that she still plays And that she still holds the hope that God can use her to do something beautiful in her own way. That even in the face of despair and all that she's been through, there is still music to be played and life to be lived. Dear ones, may each and every one of you be given new eyes this morning. New eyes to see the strings in your life to see the blessings that you have around you. Because regardless of how much is going around or or how much has happened to you, there are blessings. There is that string in your midst. It might be hard to see. It might be hard to hear, but it is there. May you come to recognize inside your heart that you too have been called to do and to be something special and meaningful, even if one string is all you feel you have left. The invitation today is to keep on playing, that you've been given your own beautiful music, and God intends you to share that beautiful music. And when you do, when we all do, the promise of hope will not disappoint us that we will see and know a brighter future. So if you needed to hear that message today, that is your message. If you know someone else who needs to hear that message, you let them know. If you need to pull out your Bibles with Romans chapter 5, you don't even have to come up with the words to say, just read it. That as crazy as it may sound, we can actually boast in the worst parts of our lives. 
Because those worst moments, as we continue to put one foot in front of another, as we continue to put our faith and our trust in God and not in ourselves, that will create endurance, and that endurance will create character, and that character will bring us hope for a new and better tomorrow. May that be our journey. May that be the journey you share. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the strings that you have given us to play. That as difficult as it might be to see or to to hear the blessings that you have given us, Lord, they are there. And I pray for each and every one of us, for everyone hearing this message, for everyone that we will share with this week, that they are given new eyes to see the blessings, to, to lean into them, to hold on to them desperately as we go through life together. We ask that you give us your Holy Spirit to walk with us in our journey, to give us strength each and every day to deal with our struggles, our sufferings, and to know that you'll use even those to make us stronger. Give us hope today. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. United in Christ and guided by the Spirit, we now pray for the church, for creation, and all who are in need. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. One God, giver of life, you established peace through your Son and gave your church the hope of sharing in your glory. Enliven us by your Spirit to speak and act in love for the sake of this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator of all, you rejoice in creation and have given humankind responsibility for the works of your hands. Instill in everyone your spirit of care for the earth, especially in areas threatened by devastation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Redeemer, you delight in the human race. Move the hearts of world leaders to seek wisdom, speak truth, and care for all endangered by poverty, prejudice, or violence. Further the work of international collaboration and peacemaking. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Abiding comforter, you call out to all who live. Restore severed relationships and protect children who lack trustworthy caregivers. Grant hope to those who are experiencing fear, pain, or grief especially those we now name either silently or out loud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy three in one, you are a community and you create community. Build up ministries that support those who are isolated or lonely. Give endurance as we nurture vital relationships in our church and beyond. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and in faith as we pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. It was uh, uh, shared to me through one of our members that uh, they've been holding on to their sins. They've not had them forgiven for about six weeks. So we're going to have a time of confession before we have communion, just so that I can relieve Margie (laughs) and the rest of us. But uh, let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. And may you hear these words and make them your own. Merciful God, we confess that we have not followed your path, but have chosen our own way. Instead of putting others before ourselves, we long to take the best seats at the table. When met by those in need, we have too often passed by on the other side. Set us again on the path of life. Save us from ourselves and free us to love our neighbors. And all of God's people say, Amen. So now may you hear the good and beautiful news today. That God does not deal with us according to our sin, but delights in granting pardon and mercy. And so this morning, may you hear and know this to be true, that your sins, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have been forgiven. You are free to love as God loves you. Amen? Amen. I invite you to take out your communion. And to start with the bread. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and gave it for all to eat. gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace and all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, it is important that we ask for your financial support today. None of our ministries and amazing work that God does through King of Kings is possible without your generosity. Every little bit makes a profound difference. We've got buckets on your way out. We've got uh, the uh, QR code at the end of our service today for those of you with smartphones at home. And finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. 
May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Amen. And with that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.